Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If you have questions and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Welcome, Welcome to the show. You're listening to Paradox. I'm Jimmy. I thought we were doing our AM morning drive radio team. I know. We couldn't have been more of an annoying start yep. than we just did. Yep. My name's Josh. I'm Jimmy. We're, we're very normally serious. a little bit more low, no, low key not. than no, that. We just got off of Facebook Live. We've been super wishy-washy on our live event. But we had interaction with people that, A, were not related to us. <laughs> B, did not live in Austin. <laughs> I know. It was so fun. It was so crazy. We actually, surprisingly, because we don't like to interact with most people, we love interacting with you guys online. Yes, and when someone, I have no idea who they are, and they're from whatever state in the union, and they make fun of my weight. <laughs> it makes me feel Go so to our happy. Fa- it's Paradox Podcast. It's so Doc's great. Podcast at Facebook. And one of the viewers <sighs> said, Jimbo looks like he's lost <laughs> weight and we didn't know her. <laughs> oh, when you can be body shamed by a total stranger. That is fantastic. <laughs> ah, that was fun. Uh, that's good. So every Thursday, we didn't do it last Thursday for Thanksgiving, but every Thursday, 2 p.m. Central, Facebook Live, we're just doing question and answers. Yeah. There's been some wishy-washy Facebook, YouTube live episode or questions. We have now narrowed it down. Facebook Live. Facebook Live, 2 p.m. Central. Answering questions. Answering questions. You can go to paradoxpodcast.com and contact us and ask us questions throughout the week. Or just tune in at 2 p.m. on Thursday Central. You can email us for tickets if you'd like there. to be in the live audience. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was a lot of fun. It was. Today, have you ever seen, it's not Bobby Boucher, that's the water boy. It's a Will Ferrell racing car movie. Come on, we know what Talladega this is. Talladega If you're not first, you're last, right? That's the movie. Yes. Yeah. Thank um, you, Lord Baby Jesus, for my super hot <laughs> wife. <laughs> that was a good movie. <laughs> we... We, truer words have never been spoken as they pertain to marriage. Because literally in your spouse's eyes, if they don't feel like they're first to you, then they feel last to you. And I know this is a little like a blind squirrel finding an acorn, but you said something very important. And it's feel. Yep. Perceive. It's not whether they are or not. It's whether they feel if they are or not. Because if I had, you know, 100 spouses that I've worked with over the past 10 years line up and they, is your spouse your number one? Absolutely. Yeah. I spend 80 hours a week at work because my spouse is number one. You know, it, so it, but it, so it's not, are they? Because of course they are. Yes. So do they perceive it? If you work a 60 hour week and then for networking purposes and hey, a guy's got to have some guy downtime, you play golf on the weekends. Uh, then you volunteer at church. No wonder your wife may go, well, wow, you know, maybe I'm not. I might be in the top five. I'm pretty sure I'm in the top 10, but I'm thinking I'm more like I'm in the top five. And for a guy whose wife is consumed with her work, 
with the PTA and with kids soccer and then being tired from the PTA and their work in the kids soccer, the kids, the, the husband can just go, wow, you know, I know I'm supposed to be, no, but I certainly don't feel like I am. Yeah, several, several months back, I had a wife, we're recording this in, in November, I had a wife, so this is probably summerish, come in and, well, the husband and the wife, and the wife was, in so many words, complaining that the husband wasn't more like her father. How does that make the, the husband feel? Right. Like her points were valid, like the husband could afford to be a little bit different. But what the husband was hearing, again, back to the perception, is my father's better than you. Right. And do you think that makes the husband feel prioritized? Yes. <laughs> no, it means it, it feels like you're hanging on to your family of origin more than than your than your current marriage. So prioritizing spouse can happen in a lot of different ways and can show up in a lot of different forms. But it's such a key, key issue. And if you can, sometimes it's better. I like, instead of going, are they my priority? Are they my number one? Let's go back to that original thing. My job is not to love my spouse. My job is to make sure my spouse feels loved by me. Does my spouse feel loved by me? Does she? Does he? Does he feel loved by me? And if we sometimes will will step back and look at our behavior, our behavior may not be communicating that from our schedules to being constantly critical that they can't do anything right. All of these things, and it's not just, you know, the occasional love you peck on the cheek or the occasional, okay, we're going to have sex. Well, that must mean that they love me then. It's none of those things. The problem with the, the problem with with a spouse feeling as though they are not your priority, it begins to dry out their soul. Mm-hmm. And f- it, and you spend enough years feeling like you're in the top 10 and not the number one. And you've got a pretty hefty grievance story yep. going on for then for you to turn around and have your own toxic behaviors reflect back on them. Yeah. And from my kind of main point to the problem of not prioritizing your spouse's number one is that it facilitates separateness. Mm -hmm. But you just hit on, I think, a a key point that then most of the time, and it's not right that it happens, but most of the time, then the spouse responds in a toxic way, right? And so it's toxicity on toxicity. And it just... And it's weird. It can like happen in small ways, but like two ships that just are a degree off over 10 years mm-hmm. are going to be miles apart. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's crazy that it can happen in such small ways, ways that we don't necessarily even know on the surface. And yet it can end up that you guys are miles apart as spouses. So when we look at I mean, the, the problem is, is almost sort of self-evident how that facilitates separateness and over a long period of time can develop this, well, if they're not, if I'm not number one with them, well, they're sure as heck not going to be number one with me. And then here you go, beginning to live these parallel lives under one roof. If we're talking about the solution, how do we do that? Number one, I don't even think there's a close second. And I'll just talk to the husbands. You go, they're a dime a dozen, I think quite literally at Walmart, and you get a cup that says number one wife. And I think if you do that, that pretty much fixes the problem. I created a list of 50 things on how to solve this, and that made my 47th. Oh. So it's just, not number one in mine. It just led my list. Yeah. Okay. It's like uh, Michael uh, Scott. Other than, boss. 
other than a cup from Walmart. And this is going to sound a little stupid, but it's not. You literally get on your computer and in a big, bold font, you say, whatever your spouse is, we'll pick yours, Katie. Has Katie felt loved by me today? Print it, cut it out, uh, 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 tape it to your bathroom mirror. I mean, I'm not kidding. So that multiple times a day you look, does Katie feel loved by me? Have I made Katie feel loved by me today? It's a it's a reminder. It's a it has Katie felt loved by you today? Oh yeah. You texted her before? Oh yeah. Hey Katie, just thinking of you. Hey sweet thing. Yeah. Uh, hug the babies. I know how it sounds. It's almost like daily affirmations with what was the guy that's now a senator and now he's groping people? Stuart Smalley. Stuart Smalley. But is he one of the ones groping people? Oh, huge. He's a groper. Mm. Yeah, big thing. Uh, but it's it's actually a very useful and effective way of keeping something that's a priority to us. It's like memorizing scripture. What do you do? You you tape it to the dashboard of your car. You yep. keep it in front of you so that it's in it's it's running through your brain multiple times a day. It's certainly a 20th century solution, Jimbo. I mean, there are reminders on phones now. You don't have to etch things in stone, but I get I see your point. Wow. I'm sitting here. I'm 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 uh, I'm almost uh crapping wisdom. Mm. And that's your 20th century wisdom, yeah. You could have a microchip inserted in your brain. <laughs> uh that reminds you. I I tend to like a piece of paper taped mm. to the mirror. But it's those type of reminders cuz again, I don't know that there's a, you a type spouse, on your typewriter. I don't know if there's a spouse out there that's going to disagree with this. It's just, well, then how do I do it? I want to do it. I think I should do it, but I want to lose weight. I know I should lose weight, but I don't do that either. So how do I do it? Well, that's a very practical thing that you can do that keeps it in front of your face. Another practical, so asking yourself daily several times a day, has my spouse felt loved by me is huge. And I think that's an important point. Another way, though, to accomplish that is go right to the source. Ask your spouse, have you felt loved by me today? Katie, and I think I've mentioned this before, but Katie and my my spouse and I, uh, maybe a year, year and a half ago, for the first seven years of our marriage, she begged me often for date nights. And in my mind, date nights was like the nicest restaurant that I could afford for under $30 and like a hotel, so like Motel 6. And it doesn't have to be that. And I couldn't get through my thick skull that. So finally it dawned on me that a date night could just be on our back porch. And so we do that Sunday nights, no electronics, eight to 10, two hours. And sometimes we sit and we just tell funny stories. Other times we purposefully, how have you not felt loved by me? That's such an important question. And you can't then bristle at the answer. You ask it. You're asking it, you're inviting it, and you have to be prepared for whatever. And then simply do what they say. So this isn't like rocket science. It's reminding yourself to prioritize your spouse and to love them. And then it's asking them, how have I not loved you? How can I? And how can I? And it's stopping doing the things that are unloving, and it's doing the things that are loving. And we are saying without saying it. And we... We may have done an episode on this, but if not, we need to. Empathy. I mean, that's what this is. It's empathy. 
me working 60 hours a week and then going out with the boys on Saturday, how, how does my wife feel about that? There's other people at my job that don't work that much, but I choose to. What does that communicate? That every opportunity you can, you're choosing to do recreation apart from her or apart from the family. But it's, it's, it's listening and then actually changing it's allowing her or him to influence you. But when you are able to say, well, how is this going to be perceived? It's, and I've said this so often, but, you know, if someone came up to me and said, hey, you want to play, if you, you want to play some golf on Saturday? I couldn't more say yes than a man on the moon. I couldn't say yes. I don't know. I happen to be sharing a life with somebody. Or and, I, and you can't play golf, but. Well, <laughs> oh, there's that. Side note, Jimmy actually was a scratch golfer in high school, and we play semi-regularly. Cisco and I, rules. I've only beat him once. Move on. Okay. Someday we'll have to explain Cisco rules. Yeah. But I couldn't do that because I have another half of me that I've got to run something by. And that's not being henpecked. That's common courtesy. So instead of just going, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you, spouse, other half of me, I'm going to be gone half a day on Saturday. I don't care what you had lined up. Empathy would say, how does that make her feel? Is she going to feel good about that? Is that going to be okay? No. Even if you just go, hey, this came up. Is there anything going on? Do you mind? And that is not a child asking the parent to go play. That's common courtesy. That's making them feel as though you're the other half of them. We've talked a lot about husbands not playing golf on the weekends, but wives play golf on the weekends. Play too. golf on the weekends. Yeah. Have a lot of responsibility in this. Every time you say, well, Sally's husband doesn't do that. Or, you know, I've never necessarily had a man in my life treat me like that. You know, you compare your husband to other people. That's not a, a, a great way to prioritize. Criticizing him every making time he walks in the door. Making fun of him in front of other people. Making fun Ooh, of him. I've seen that. Rooting for uh, your father-in-law's or your father's sports teams over his. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a big one. <laughs> so females have a lot of covert and overt ways in which you're not also prioritizing your spouse. So it's not just males that struggle with this. But I'm telling you, if we could say anything to couples that are listening... It's a priority to prioritize your spouse because the long term, well, short term, the short term and long term detrimental effects of your spouse feeling as though they're not your priority can be devastating to your relationship. And to tell you the truth, this may be one of the easier things to do. It's simply doing what your spouse says. Yes. How, how can you exactly. prioritize? Exactly. Exactly. And maybe a good way to, to define this a little bit more often, and maybe you have others, but what I hear is kids are normally prioritized over husbands, sometimes girlfriends, but mostly the complaint is she loves my our kids more mm -hmm. than she loves me. Yep. And then the job is often yes. for males prioritized over wives. Absolutely. And those are kind of the common things. And so you need to look at men. Are you prioritizing your job over your, your spouse? Women, are you prioritizing your kids over your spouse? And to your point. Let's say you've got a job, you're working, you're in your 30s, so you're still trying to make it and you're working your way up the ladder, trying to do the best you can for your family, and yet you're working a lot. And there are other networking events. And So to say to your spouse, who feels as though she's not the priority of your life, okay, let's talk about this. You know what's required of my job. Do I need to change jobs? What, what, what could I do? What could I do? So you don't feel this way. And to your point, listen, you've got. And don't bristle. You have three kids under six years old. You feel the husband feels like he's 
number four on the list of priorities for this, this mom and wife. Well, what do you want to do? You know, just give away the kit. What do you want to do uh, uh, for the wife to say, honey, what could I do? Because you know what my schedule looks like. What can I do so that you feel loved by me? And listen to what he says. Yeah, you, there's a lot of wives that like will have kids sleep with them. And the husband's like on the couch and he's, well, I'd like to sleep with you. Well, then the wives are like, well, the kids are going to complain and they're going to wake me up. Have, But it's like it's listening to your husband and then having him sleep next to you, regardless of the kid's reaction. Yeah, yeah. Because your priority is God. Spouse. Spouse. Children. Lo- excuse me. Work. God, spouse, longhorns, <laughs> children. Well, let's strike that. Is that the six and six longhorn? God, horns, spouse, children. <laughs> Forget the thing about the kids. That's not happening. World peace, not happening. I'm going to start with the money. Who am I? Steve Martin. Christmas skit. Go YouTube it. Steve, Steve Martin, Martin. Christmas skit. Christmas Forget skit. about the kids. That's not realistic. That ain't happening. All the children of the world. start with the money, and then it's all-consuming power. <laughs> and one trillion dollars in an uh, offshore bank account. If you want more information about this show, it's paradoxpodcast.com. We're going to have two to three extra tips for how to prioritize your spouse on our show notes page. And if you want to follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, as well as us individually, you can find that information on our website as well. Thursdays, 2 p.m. Central, Facebook Live. Join us. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. For more about Billy, go to therapywithbilly.com. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylescarr.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Next time on Paradox. Well, in my experience, women of all ages, literally from teenage all the way up, have multiple moments in their lives. They can at least think of one where they've looked in the mirror and thought, okay, who am I? Or whose life am I living? Or how did I get here? Or I'm exactly where I wanted to be but it's not what I thought it would be like.